Welcome to the Classic Holdup Podcast, where we analyze media from the past. Each episode features a different host that brings a fresh take on a film, TV show, video game, or music album of their choice. What can we discover? Do old favorites have a shelf life? Will the classics hold up? Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Classic Holdup. My name is Natalie Brown and I will be your host today. I am a senior at Michigan State University and this is my last semester. I'm majoring in digital storytelling with a concentration in multi-cam production and a minor in film studies. Today we will be talking about one of my favorite films, The Truman Show. The Truman Show was released in June of 1998. I first watched The Truman Show in a high school philosophy class back in 2017. To put it lightly, this is the first movie that made me question my sense of reality. Allegedly, The Truman Show was inspired by an episode of The Twilight Zone. Andrew Nichol is the screenwriter and he developed the idea for this film. His original script was much, much darker than the version that they ended up going with. It was originally meant to be a sci-fi thriller and it involved a lot more crime and a lot more traumatic events that Truman was meant to experience. Clearly, this was then developed into the dystopian satire we know and love. I mean, this movie is heartbreaking, and it's arguably disturbing. The protagonist of this film is Truman Burbank, played by Jim Carrey. The antagonist is the creator of the show within the film, and his name is Kristoff. The plot of the film begins with baby Truman, who was bought by a television production company. Unbeknownst to Truman, this production company created a world around him to document his everyday life for millions of viewers. Truman has been deceived since the day he was born. His so-called friends and family are actors. Every single person that he comes into contact with are paid to interact with him. He is the star of the most popular reality show and he doesn't have a clue. Let's flash forward to present day. Truman is now 30 years old and he's married to a woman named Meryl who he met in college. Meryl was hired as an actress to play Truman's love interest. Finally, we have the character Marlon. He's been Truman's best friend since they were seven years old. He is the only person that Truman can confidently trust. We are back with our very special guest, Emma. I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Nat. Really, really glad to be here. Um, just like Natalie, I'm also a digital storytelling major with a concentration in multi-camera production. Um, I have a minor in women and gender studies. I'm also a senior, also graduating in a month. We did it. Congrats, Nat. <laughs> We're so almost excited. there. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I am really excited to talk about The Truman Show. Absolutely love that movie. Um, Great movie. definitely a cult classic. <laughs> um, I watched it probably, like, in high school, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, 
I don't know. Similar time as me. Seven years ago. I also watched it in high school. I think I probably caught a little bit of a few scenes or whatnot when I was younger. But yeah, like you, I watched it fully for the first time in high school. So did you have any initial thoughts or opinions on the film after watching it? Yeah. I mean, like I was kind of young. Not terribly young. It is is a PG rated movie, it is. which I which we'll touch on that a little bit later. But um, I think for a while there, it just kind of distorted my my perception of my own reality and just you know having those having those weird candid moments in the bathroom where you're like looking at yourself in the mirror just like Truman does, and being like, mm, there could totally be a camera in here. Like, someone's totally watching me right now in a control room. All the people in my life are fake. <laughs> no, I <laughs> you know, I yeah. totally understand that thought. And I think us being a little bit in the film and TV world, we kind of do notice that there are a lot more cameras and mics on you that you might not realize. Like All the time. All the time. All the time. You're being recorded like 90% of the time. But people in control rooms have a lot of power. They do have just a lot like, of power. Just like in, in the movie. Like the the people in the control room, I mean, they they they're controlling. Oh, they, yeah. they can see exactly what you're doing, when you're doing, all that stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. there's Christophs in our everyday lives. And there you don't are. even know it. There are. Now they don't they don't own a baby as a corporation, but That is a fair point. <laughs> well, they might. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Who knows? When the film was first released, it was considered a box office hit. The film received three Academy Award nominations, and The Truman Show was based off of a reality show, yet this was released prior to the rise of reality television, I would say. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of crazy. I think you could argue, did it predict that, you know, reality television would be such a hit in the 2000s, early, you know? Yeah. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. That was my <laughs> first thought too. Those kind of those kind of early reality TV shows. Yeah, that's interesting. But they know they know that they're be they know they know that they're being recorded. Right. But shows like um, Big Brother, I think, is also really interesting, where you have all those housemates in in a, in a house and they're constantly mic'd and being recorded. Their every single move. Mm-hmm. You can watch um, live streams live streams of them. If you pay like a subscription, um, the more modern seasons of of Big Brother, you're able to just watch them as they sleep. Like it's crazy. I mean, as they did watch Truman sleep. Yes, but you know, our world today, everything's consenting. So (laughs) Truman, Truman himself did not consent to any of that. Truman did not know. Yeah. And you know what? What when we watched this the second time around, really Mm. recently, I thought to myself, Truman is clearly way over the age of 18 yeah he's an adult yep yes he's adopted by this company but with that being said is that still i mean ethically it's wrong oh all around yeah all around but especially pushing that 18 year old age range mm-hmm. he should be informed right of yeah yeah someone literally recording his every move i think you know, he made it to age 30 without really, like, suspecting anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had that moment in college where Lauren, 
played by Sylvia. <laughs> yes. You know, they had that, that romantic moment on the beach and she was like, Truman, it's all fake, you know? But then another actor comes out of the shadows and is like, she has schizophrenia. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. Right, so, her fake dad. Yeah, but I think that was probably taking the first time. Taking her away time. to Fiji. Yeah, taking her away to Fiji. <laughs> We're going to Fiji. <laughs> um, I think that that was really like, I think that was the first time he ever thought, oh my gosh, like everything around me could be fake. So I think maybe that was like the first time that he even considered, you know, that his whole world is a, is a construct of someone else's, you know, imagination. But I think he didn't really put much thought into that. Yes, you're saying that Truman didn't realize that he was living this lie until he was 30, but how else would he know, you know? Like, think about if that was mm-hmm. you. This is your world. You know nothing else other than this world you live in. What would prompt such a ex- existential crisis that this is not real? Yeah. We should talk about, like, some of the mistakes that was made by the creators of, of the Truman Show in the movie. Um, I think their first mistake was showing him a real-world map. There's a scene where he's you know, he's younger, he's like middle school, elementary, and he's like, I want to be a world explorer. Mm-hmm. And she, the teacher goes, you know, like too late. Everything's already been explored. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a real world map there. Like if I was a creator of the Truman Show, mm-hmm. I'd create, I'd be like, this is the world. There is nothing else out there. <laughs> you know, right. I wouldn't even give him the opportunity to think that there's something out there. It is this um, island. And yes. That is We're it. an island, uh, you know, in the middle of just a little rock planet. Sea Haven only. Yes, that's all that exists out there. I think that's, I would have started with that. (laughs) And then I also, I don't think I would have given him a television set. I think his world would be one that doesn't have TVs. So Mm. he doesn't have that opportunity to even think, you know, I could be on a television show like that. But is that part of the social experiment that they wanted to create as normal of a life as they could yeah did they want truman to live life just like everyone else to really see to the extent of what he would believe his reality is yeah i think that's a really fair question because i I think the entire movie is the whole time you're thinking about christoph and his production team you're thinking was this a cash grab you know to just raise this kid as, you know, 24-hour television. Was it a cash grab or was it a social experiment? And I think there's it's a very gray area because in some ways, um, like in the beginning of the movie, he gets told if you don't close this deal, you are not, you're going to, you could be terminated from your job if you don't close this deal. So you have to go to this other island mm-hmm. and you have to take the ferry there. And, you know, it's like, why would they make him do that if they know, like, he's afraid of water, but it yeah. was a test. They replay this scene when Truman's young and his father and him go out sailing. And the production team creates this horrible storm. It's actually traumatic. His dad ends up Horribly dying. Horribly traumatic. Dying in his eyes. The actor himself was not killed off. They right. had They had a man in, a, like, a scuba diving suit providing him oxygen under the water. But to Truman, it was all very real. You know, he lost his father because he wanted to go sailing just a little bit further. And so his entire life, he's scared of water, won't drive over bridges that have water underneath them, can't handle can't handle looking at the ocean even or the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they put this test in front of him, 
to see if he will go on this ferry to complete, you know, his work task. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. What if he did get on the ferry, you know? Where where were they going to go? Would that be off right. the set? It, what was the purpose of <laughs> right. them? Did they just want to see if he was still scared of the yeah. water? I think, that, I think that they just wanted to see if he was still scared of the water, which clearly he was. But if he did get on that boat, there's a scene a little bit later on in the movie where Truman is just trying to get off the island. Like, it's all he wants. So he gets on this bus that's supposed to go to Chicago. And the bus driver, you know, clearly an actor, (laughs) he doesn't know what to do because Truman's never gotten this far before. And he freaks out and he makes the the bus start smoking. He he just completely improperly uses the bus. No, that's such a fair point. They (laughs) probably would have. To make Truman get off the bus and not be able to go to Chicago. Yeah, I'm sure they would have made the ferry. With the the boat scene, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that if Truman actually got on the boat, they would have been like, oh, sorry, can't today. So if we move on to talk about how the content from the Truman Show is viewed today, Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to bring up the product placement in Sea Haven and the marketing that's involved in the show. Did you have any initial thoughts about noticing how much product placement is involved in the Truman Show? They make it a part of his regular everyday life, though. Like, he doesn't think much of it. Every day on his way to work, these older men talk to him off to the side of this building and they push him up against the building where there's a giant poster advertising whatever product, Mm -hmm. you know, is being advertised. So that way they can get a nice good shot of Truman's face next to this product. Exactly. Um, But that's just part of his daily routine. These old men do it to him every single day. He doesn't become truly aware of that until he starts to think that he is on a TV show. No, I agree. Um, Christoph, the director of the Truman Mm -hmm. show, the the show within within the the movie, movie, not the movie itself, um, (laughs) you know, that show was centered around Truman as a baby to promote baby products you know it was only supposed to be i think the first year of his life and then because it i guess it took off that they continued to build off that and i mean now truman's what 30 but this product placement it continues the whole entire show i'm sure it only got it only built up more and more I think what I noticed the most is Meryl, Truman's wife. Yeah. She is so quick to promote so many household items. What is it? The hot chocolate, the, the knives. Hot chocolate. Yeah, the hot chocolate. It, there's a scene towards the end where Truman is like, who are you talking to? Because she says, you know what you could use right now? Some of this hot chocolate. I've tried others and it's the best. And he, he just yells at her, who are you talking to? Like, you make no sense all the time. <laughs> Why is this being brought up right yes. now yeah. when I'm losing yeah. my mind? <laughs> yeah. He's in the middle of a panic attack and she's like, you need some hot chocolate. <laughs> um, I think... It's interesting to see the camera angles, too, how they perfectly capture these products. 100%. Yeah, if we're talking about the actual production of the of the movie as a whole, not the show within the movie. The movie as a whole, it's beautiful because there's t- there's times where you're there in a flashback and you wonder to yourself, like, are they showing the flashback for me as the audience or for the audience within the movie? Right. And in those flashbacks, they use cameras that are, you know 
supposed to be in little like buttons on t-shirts or whatever and hidden cameras yeah yeah. hidden cameras and we as an audience see that sort of fisheye type of a lens lens where it's it's very obvious that um that was captured for the show yes that that was yeah that was captured for the show and it was also replayed for the audience. Because mm-hmm. I think we saw in the diner how they kind of do a fade into a flashback yes. of Sylvia yes. and him meeting yes. in high school and yeah. so on. They do that a few different times. Yeah. So they're they're constantly cutting up the production to show flashbacks for viewers who maybe haven't been tuned in all 30 years of Truman's life right. to give some context as to what's happening. But we do notice... There are definitely viewers who have tuned in his entire life. Yes. I'm thinking of the two grandmas. The two grandmas with the, with the, the Truman throw pillow. pillow. The Truman they throw pillow. They love him. They love him. Um, as would I, but do you think these viewers are questioning that this is morally correct as they watch Truman his whole life? Well, it's interesting. Like At, at the very end of the film, Kristoff is is on like an interview like a television interview mm-hmm. about the show and sylvia calls in and just completely like cusses him out it's like you son of a gun how dare you how dare you do this to like a baby you know truman doesn't know any better this is like morally wrong and they kick sylvia off the air <laughs> and the interviewer says to Kristoff, do you get a lot of those people and Kristoff says, no, like 90% of people want to watch this content. And then we we get thrown into another scene of uh, people at a at a Truman-themed diner. Like, the whole diner is Truman-themed. There's, like, tr- Truman posters on the wall and everything. They have Truman playing 24 hours. And um, you, you look at these people and you're like, wow, do these people have no sense of, like, morality? Mm-hmm. You know, what what is going through their heads? Um, but then at the very end of the film, when Truman releases himself. I think we, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> they all cheer. They do cheer. They all cheer for him. So were they truly fans of the Truman show or were they fans of Truman? I, and I think that's so valid because something I want to bring up is something that struck me at the end of the movie. I think it's literally one of the last lines and it's the two guys who are watching, I think, during work. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they work, but they watch the show. They seem very invested in it. They kind of ignore their duties. And whoever's co- asking them for help, they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, just do this because, you know, they're they're invested in the episode. Yeah. But at the very end, once Truman realizes that this life is a lie, he literally leaves. He the the show is done. Yeah, thirty years of this show, mm-hmm. and the guy goes, "All right, let's see what else is on." Yep, let's see what else is on TV. Because to them, mm-hmm. it, it's just a show, right? You know, is it hitting them that this man just realized, right, his whole life was a lie? Right. Yeah, that's my question. Ooh, Natalie, goosebumps mm. when you said that. <laughs> literally goosebumps i think yeah i think you're right that they just it was just entertainment to them it was still just a show to everyone yep but it's just like how we watch like true crime we're like oh wow that's really crazy but that actually happened to someone right (laughs) you know but we're we're so disconnected as a society that it's just with being fed media constantly 24 7 it's just there's a disconnect there and so i think that that's probably what happened 
for the audience members within the Truman Show is that there's a disconnect. They don't really feel any sort of way about Truman. No, and just to tag back to what we were talking about, product placement, Mm -hmm. it's we don't even notice that in our media either. You know, we've right. become so accustomed to the advertising and show someone mm-hmm. drinking a Coca-Cola that was probably placed there on purpose. Yep. You know, yep. we don't notice it anymore either. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. America. <laughs> America. It's a yeah. business. It is. It is. And that four man's life was turned into one. I and know. Yeah. You, you are constantly rooting for the hero. There's, there's times throughout the movie, though, where you're like, Truman... <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But you're always constantly rooting for the hero. So we already touched on this, Emma, but mm-hmm. how will the Truman Show be perceived in maybe 10, 20, 30 years from now? I think it does a really great job. Well, the, the Truman Show, like the movie itself, was uh, released in 1998. So there's not like cell phones. There's not like real technology within the within the movie Mm -hmm. um and those kind of movies tend to age pretty well where you you can look at movies from like the early 2000s those don't age too well because they have flip phones that you know people don't relate to anymore i feel like this content for as long as we have this kind of a society is going to age pretty well it's it's a universal content like no We've never been in a situation where our entire life was filmed, you know, as a reality TV show. We've never had those kind of situations happen. I mean, no person has. But you you feel it on, a, like, a fundamental level. You know, you feel that sort of, um, can I trust anyone? You know, we all go through those moments in life where it's like, do I have any real friends? What am I supposed to believe? I want to travel. I want to see things. Like, we all feel those things on a fundamental level. And so I think that's... It, it holds up in that in that respect. So I think it I think it will age well in the future. My name is Nick Flores. My name is India Stallworth. My name is Chen Jingshan. When I complete my degree, I want to work in sound design. I want to become a screenwriter for television. I want to work in the filmmaking industry. My name is Nick Flores. My name is India Stallworth. My name is Chen Jingshan. And, and I am Kamarsai. Start your journey at kamarsai.msu.edu.
Alright, so we will now be moving on to our Q&A segment where I will be asking Emma mm-hmm. some rapid fire questions. Okay. Or I mean, they don't have to be rapid fire. No, let's make them rapid fire. Okay, okay. I'm good. Quick on my toes. So, Emma, have you ever felt like Truman in questioned if you're living in a simulation? All the time, constantly. Well, it's it's also like um, the office complex where Jim looks directly at the camera. Like sometimes there's just things that happen in life and you're like... This has to be staged. <laughs> Deja vu, you know, mm, that's staged. This definitely happened before, you know, those, those sorts of feelings. So Christoph states in his little interview portion that there are around 5,000 cameras in Sea Haven. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a realistic number? Probably. I mean, again, they, they started with just one camera. You know, it, that's what Christoph says, which is the ultrasound camera. Whatever. Um, but they, they had to grow... They had to grow with Truman, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. for a while there, he's just a baby in a crib. You you only need, like, a couple cameras for that. Oh, yeah, and they don't really have to hide those cameras either. Right. No, no. Um, but as he grows up, they continuously keep growing. And, yeah, I bet there probably is, like, 5,000 cameras, which um, is kind of crazy to think, you know, you also have to worry about audio and that sort of thing. So is there also 5,000 microphones? You know, how do they pick up on his conversations? Where is everything hidden? You know, there's not a man walking around with a boomstick. All right. So we see Kristoff give Truman kind of a choice at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Does he want to stay in Sea Haven with what he knows? I mean, Kristoff's promising him that this is the best choice for him to stay. Would you stay or would you go? I mean, he is, this is all he knows. Right. I think I would also, I think I would also go. In that conversation that Kristoff has over the speaker talking to Truman, the first time Truman even hears this creator's voice, Kristoff recounts Truman's life as episodes. He says, you know, I remember the episode where you took your first steps. Like for me, that would make me instantly angry. Like I've lived a real life, like what I know to be a real life. You know, like Truman said, you never had a camera in my head, but you've lived this this life that's real to you and all of a sudden someone's telling you oh this episode where you took your first steps i'd be like no absolutely not like i don't want my i don't want to be you know some guinea pig any longer i agree i think if i heard that i would be very upset Mm -hmm. as well but i also don't think that takes away that truman is entering this new world that he knows nothing about correct but how how would you go back to sea haven i agree and just pretend like do you just pretend for the rest of your life that you don't know what's going on no i definitely agree you know? with you that i i think it would be very difficult for him to just go back and mm-hmm. what pretend that nothing ever happened mm-hmm. but i do think it is still a huge step for truman to be like all right i don't know what's out here but i gotta go so emma do you think that the content holds up do you think that this movie was well made oh i think this movie was extremely well made for the time i think if it was made now there would be a lot more technological questions that would come into play you know do you give him a cell phone like that sort of thing but that's that's like within the plot of the movie within like the physical film it's like a yes and no clearly production quality could have been better by today's standards but at the time i think that was a pretty high quality production yeah i think it was pretty good for the late 90s emma if you had to guess how much do you think the truman show's budget was 1998 um 
it's a very large set. But also, maybe it's not. (laughs) Hollywood is tricky in those ways. Like, when they zoom out and show the whole city, that's probably CG. But, okay, I'm going to guess the budget, two, three million dollars. Two to three? Yeah. Oh, take another guess. A little higher. Yeah, it's probably more like 20. 60 million. (laughs) I go two to three million. Well, it's Jim Carrey, too. I should have factored that in. I wonder how it was advertised in the 90s. Yeah, me too. I I mean, I'm sure like it was advertised as Mm -hmm. a Jim Carrey PG movie. (laughs) Let's get all the kids out here. (laughs) And, And I wonder, too. I mean, I'm sure we could probably look this up. But I wonder, like, if when the movie came out they actually made like truman show t-shirts that people were wearing or truman show products products yeah because that would have been great marketing oh for sure you know all the t-shirts that they wear or the pillows and stuff the pillow i want a truman pillow yeah yeah i wonder if those are a thing i mean Mm. it's it's a thing with more modern day things especially like like stranger things but because it was because it was shown in the show everyone's like i want one of those t-shirts i wonder well, it's interesting to think of the budget for the film itself, but I wonder how much it would cost to even do just an episode of like the Truman Show. Like, what's their yearly? Well, it's it's interesting because Kristoff talks about Truman's life as episodes. It's like it's a twenty four hour a day. So was each day an episode? Potentially. Like it's a constant. F- budget, I think so because um. You know? Do you remember at the very beginning, I think it had like 10,000, I don't know if it said days, but I'm sure that was something that it's just an episode every day or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. Imagine, (laughs) imagine you have the Truman Show like on a network or something and they're like, "Mm, we don't want to renew for another season. What do you do? What do you do? What would you do? Just, you'd have to like break it break Break it it to truman yeah what yeah what what would have happened were they really gonna let that show go till he died i mean clearly Kristoff was okay with him what what would have happened if Kristoff died Kristoff is clearly older than truman no he is Would they just have continued on the show i'm sure they would have hired a new director interesting yeah what if like legislation was passed or something within the time span of the truman show and they're like corporations can't you know, do own babies to, anymore. Own babies. Can, they can't do this to people anymore. How do you break that to Truman if he didn't already have suspicions? In Kristoff's eyes, yeah. I mean, I think Kristoff personally was okay with letting Truman believe this lie until the day he died. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did he not try and kill Truman when he was sailing? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said, yeah, bring I- those winds all the way up. <laughs> Danger, Bold danger, blast. danger. Yeah. Well, what's the what's the infamous what quote line? at the end? They're, you know, Truman's trying to escape. And I think in the control room, someone yeah. says, we can't let him die in front of this live audience that's yes. watching. And Kristoff says he was born in front of a live audience. So and to me, that proves that Kristoff, he doesn't does care. Does does, care. I don't think he cares about Truman at mm-hmm. all. I think he is desperate to keep Truman alive for the show's sake. Yeah, 100%. So unfortunately, we're nearing the end of our episode. It's time for us to decide a final verdict. Okay. 
does the Truman Show hold up? And I I think we both have the same thought on this. So three, two, one. Yes. yes. Yeah, it definitely does. It definitely does. It definitely does. I mean, like you said, what? It's been 25 years yeah. and we're watching this and we were blown away. Oh, and, and we'd already previously seen it. We had it. already seen it. We already it. knew it was going to happen. But there were times where we had to pause it and we were like, oh my gosh, can you believe that? Oh my gosh. And so many more things you notice <laughs> yes, that leave time. you even more stumped than yes. before. Yep. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Emma. Yeah. I want to thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Classic Holdup. Thank you for having me, Matt. I appreciate it. I'm so glad to have you. And I'm also so glad that we both agree that this movie holds up. 100%. I've loved hearing all your thoughts on the film. Yeah, I loved hearing yours, too. It's nice to have someone to bounce it off of. Yeah, I'm glad we got to watch this together and, you know, really watch it in a different lens to purposely Mm -hmm. analyze it. Yeah. I mean, we hadn't watched the movie as film as film students, right? So it. I mean, we were watching it from a yeah from a production point of view as well. Yeah. Well, this has been another episode of the Classic Holdup. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Find The Classic Holdup on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us at Audio Video Land for updates, teasers, and behind-the-scenes content of all Audio Video Land productions. The Classic Holdup is an Audio Video Land production by digital storytelling students of Michigan State University in collaboration with Impact 89FM.